All right. Welcome to Burning the Backlog. It's been a while, folks. Yeah, it's been several months. It's been too long, and a lot of things have changed. Everything is different. We're not going to die. Well, eventually. I'm sorry. One day. I'm sorry. I don't mean to go there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's been a dark time. Um, um, but yeah, we got a new place. We um, live in a place that is not the one that we used to. It's actually not the one between the one that we, it's, yeah. Well, we actually moved we, a couple times since yeah, the last saw well, us. We lived with family slash friends, and then now we live in an apartment, so. Yeah, that's cool. And we have a green screen, too. That's why you can't see anything. Ta-da. But also, it's not big enough, and I haven't taken the time to set it up. We just don't have the equipment set up right, okay? So, but this is, there's the whiteboard here. You can see the wall. You know, this is janky, but whatever. It's, you know, we're trying here, okay? Damn it. We'll get things going. Okay. Um, but, yeah, so we got some stuff. I, <laughs> I don't know how long this is going to be. Or, you know, we don't know how long this is going to be. I mean, we sort of planned it out. We out our trusty whiteboard with our topics, and uh, we're just going to kind of roll with it. Yep. So... I guess we could start with, you know, what's been going on with life besides, you know, getting an apartment and stuff. Um, well, I mean, the things that are more interesting to people that don't know us, because I don't think you give a fuck about us living with our moms and shit. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, let's see, movies and stuff, holiday movies, I mean, it was just the holiday. Yeah. Oh, also, Happy New Year. Yes, it is the 2nd of January. Um, we yeah, are in the, 2019 now. At the time of recording. Hopefully I don't upload this in like four days and you're like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? Um, I'll, I'll try to upload it soon or whatever. But anyway, yeah, so, um, yeah, we watched some holiday movies and those are pretty cool. You know, Jingle All the Way. Oh, yeah, that it, was, that's a classic. That's one of my go-tos for the... It, it's for, a classic, but re-watching it definitely I mean, shows. I guess it might not be a classic by some people's terms, or whatever. I mean, I, mean, I feel like it's earned the title of classic by this point. I mean, point. for Christmas comedy movies, I think it's pretty good. Yeah, okay. It is an enjoyable film. Okay, let's go with that. Yeah, it's it's enjoyable. It shows its age. It definitely has a lot of, um, like, elements of the time, especially oh, yeah, the cinematography. Definitely. A lot of, like quick close-up zooms to the a ridiculous fucking... Arnold Schwarzenegger face. Yeah, there's a lot of that happening. <laughs> the, 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 the light on his eyes in the bed where it's just like... Yes. It, it's ridiculous. But at the same time, it's a Christmas... Like, it's a Christmas comedy, so it's kind of supposed to be. You know, and it's got Anakin Skywalker in it. <laughs> <laughs> it did, and that threw me for a loop because I had forgotten... That, um... It's like, it's just... Oh, what is the kid's name? Oh. Um. Oh, God. You know. It's right there. Baby Anakin. Jake Lloyd. Jake Lloyd, yes. Uh, Jake Lloyd's in it as Arnold Schwarzenegger's son. Um, uh, he's the most... Jamie! 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 You must listen to your father! Yeah, there's yeah, a lot of that. It is like the most the entitled little prick. Like, we have to do it, Dad. Yeah, he. Although I mean, at the same time, it's kind of like his dad seems like it works a lot, and it's like yeah, he is he, kind of being neglected. He, yeah, no, that but, kid is totally neglected. But at the same time, um, he's still his, kind of entitled. Richard, I think his character's name is, is like really kind of a dick they don't show much they don't show much of him being, know, yeah, uh, being really a straight up it, dick but, is, but you can is. tell from the first like five minutes and bits throughout the movie he you know when christmas is around and whatnot like he's an ass i mean he delayed going to his son's karate thing till the last second and then when he did, he was driving on the shoulder he was just like <laughs> dumb asses yeah yeah and it's just like he's a dick I mean, it's like he's just trying to get to a son's thing, so it's like, mm -hmm. oh, he's trying to be a good dad, but it's like, that's a dick move. Yeah. You don't just drive on the shoulder. Like, that's, you just, you just don't get get to do that and not be a dick. Yeah. Um, Sinbad's in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that, that's a thing about that movie. That is a thing about that movie. I still think my favorite scene, besides the bomb one, and we're is, gonna get to that. The, is, we're getting is to that. The fucking, when they're in the, when they're that. in when they're in the diner, 
It's <laughs> like, here's to you, Dad. And it's oh, just Jake yes. Lloyd. <laughs> yeah, because Sinbad's just a sad alcoholic through the entire movie. And, you know, he has this moment with Arnold Schwarzenegger in a bar when they're, you know, both kind of giving up on trying to get the oh, Turbo Man doll. Get the Turbo Man. And he's like, you know, they're passing the bottle of whiskey back and forth. And, you know, he's, Sinbad's talking about his dad and how the thing that screwed him up was not getting this, like, eight in one gun yeah, for Christmas like, when he was, got like, a 10. Turret and a machine gun and, and like... a grenade launcher. Yeah, he goes, he does the whole spiel. And the thing is, it's an actual toy from back when he was. It wasn't really? Kid. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was, like, an actual toy from back in the day. Um, or at least there was something like it, you know? I'm sure there was something. And... They had crazy stuff yeah, back then. Yeah, and he... Shit. So he talks about how his dad not getting him this gift screwed him up for his entire life. And now he's just a failure mailman that Dr they, can't pay yeah. child support or something. I don't yeah, know. and he's just like, here's to you, Dad. And when it cuts back, like, it cuts to Arnold... And then it cuts back to him, and it's Jake Lloyd dressed in Sinbad's costume, taking a swig, doing the cheers to you, and it's the funniest fucking thing. It's great. It's it's great. Um, but then the bomb. But then there's the bomb scene. So Sinbad's character tries using this trick twice. First on Arnold, and it doesn't work. It turns out to be like a doll or something. Yeah, it, it was just he just pulled a random. Yeah. he pulls like, a random a piece. Of, yeah, he pulls a random piece of mail out of his thing, and he's just like, "Oh, this is a bomb." And then you know, I was like, "Oh, what, what, how do you have a bomb?" And he's just like, "Oh, people send bombs in the mail all the time, and I, I kept this one." But just, it's just it's just total bullshit. He's yeah. fucking with him, and then he tries to do it with the cops that come because they're breaking into this thing. There's cops after him. So he's and like, so he "I tries got to me do away with the last cops time. now." Yeah, and and he gets away. He gets away, and he's walking through this like. It's Sky Hallway. The, yeah, they're called. Uh, they have like a name. Yeah, I well, forget. I'm gonna say Sky Rail, but I don't think it's. Sky yeah, Rail. it's one of those things that connects buildings, so you don't have to walk in the cold and shit. And he goes through that, and then there's just an explosion in the background. Just you, you hear boom, and the camera shakes, and he just looks at him, and he just says, "Sick people in this world, just <laughs> some sick people," and keeps going. Yeah. And I lost my shit, because that, that is the funniest joke in that entire movie. Pretty much. And it's, it got me. Like, the whole time, like, I'm la you know, just, oh, haha. Ha. It's it's a dumb movie. That was the one big, genuine laugh I got. And then they neutered it. Yeah, they kill it. They, they kill killed it. the fucking joke. Because, oh, shit, he just killed a bunch of cops, but he didn't. Yeah, they cut back, and it's literally this, the cartoon thing. Um, they did this literally the same effect in... Basically, it, it's a cartoon. He blows up, he's got smoke on his and ash on his and face. His hair's all standing up, and yeah. he's just like, whoa. It's, like, it, it's the same thing that happens in, like, Home Alone 3. Yeah. Yeah. To, to one of the terror... Will... I kind of want to talk about that, even though we didn't watch that. Did you ever watch Home Alone 3? Speaking of weird, no, I haven't. violent kids, we'll have to watch that one. Even though it's past the holiday season, but screw it. I mean, I got... Home Alone 3 is fucking great. You know, Home Alone. And yeah, that stuff. I mean, so, it, well, there's no Macaulay Culkin. Well, I understand that. Okay. Yeah, this but is... we have to watch this is like the first 10 two years as after, well. I think this is like nine or eight or nine years after the second movie. I wouldn't doubt it. It's just like kind of a cash-in type yeah, thing. Yeah, totally. It's it's kind of my second favorite of the series. Who's it, even who's even stars in that? I don't fucking know. Child actor X. I don't know. It hell, it might be Jake Lloyd. I <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Oh, uh, now we're gonna look. Let's see. But um Yeah, he's like they take the, the pranks and you know traps, like the home alone shit that you know home alone's famous for. They crank it up to ten in the third movie. Oh, that looks familiar. It's like uh... it's. Oh, maybe he's Alex D. Lintz. That name sounds familiar, actually. That a Home Alone four from two thousand two. Oh God, it looks bad. Yeah, there's I've never one... seen the fourth. There's one. There's the one from two thousand twelve. There's all right. Uh, we're not gonna get into those right now. We're derailing. Um, but <laughs> in our neck, in one of our upcomings. We're going to do a section on the Home Alone series because we will. 
I feel like we need to. Um, but yeah, so we watched Jingle All the Way, uh, a couple other Christmas movies. We watched, yeah, okay, so Jingle All the Way, it's cool. That's that's good. The Probably ending, one of my favorites that we watched. Yeah, just the ending scene is crazy. He's in the fucking. They had to have thing. a giant set piece, you, you know, know. But so that movie's great. But then we also watched. What the fuck is it called? Deck the Halls. Deck the Halls with Danny DeVito and Matthew, Matthew Broderick. <laughs> oh, that's a weird matchup. Like, can I? Yeah. Can we agree on that? That's yeah, that's a pretty, weird matchup. Like, I don't know anybody's weird with Danny DeVito, but Danny DeVito just does his Danny DeVito thing. I don't know. Danny DeVito, Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, Twins. Oh, I've heard of that. I've they never seen twins. it. I've they I've play heard, fucking twins. I've heard of that, but I've never seen it. All right, but again. We'll just add that to the list of movies we need to watch. Of course, you know the ever, anything with Dave DeVito or Arnold. Um, two of our favorites. But yeah, that movie was—I don't know. I think it like it didn't turn out being too bad. No, it um it had its dumb moments. Again, it showed its age. Um, it came out in two thousand and six, which was ten years after Jingle All the Way, which I found interesting just because we watched them back to back and it was actually really interesting to see what had changed in christmas comedies and what remained in the span of 10 years yeah um they got raunchier yeah that's for sure oh and also it was funny because we watched them in both just another observation kind of similar to that Uh, something that didn't change i felt like because we watched them in hd the way that the the camera and like the everything looked was like the same yeah. It was weird. It was like they were like the, just it didn't it wasn't like like you could take like different like if you took any like undefining clips from them you couldn't really tell that they were from a different like one was filmed 10 years earlier than the other one. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can I can at least like say if that. you took like a certain set piece or something yeah. it's not just like Out, yeah this was outside, 10 years before yeah. this. Outside you of, you know, oh vehicles it's just, and fashion. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like I mean I guess that's more or less just the beauty. That's the beauty of um, film being able to be restored because Mm -hmm. film doesn't have resolution, so it can just be turned into HD. Yeah, true. I don't know if we were watching an HD uh, remaster or something. I know. I mean, they weren't remasters, but I mean, they were like rips from like Blu-ray version or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That that does make sense. But yeah, so that was a really that that was a really interesting one. I don't know if I would actually say it was as enjoyable. It had a few more slow moments in it where, and I, when I say slow, I don't just mean like, you know, a quiet moment of character thing, just the movie just kind of came to yeah. a halt for like five minutes. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't too bad though. I mean, no. it was like, I don't know. Yeah, it was enjoyable and it, not particularly memorable. Mm-hmm. at all but enjoyable for the holiday season i uh i kind of ended up siding with the person i think you're not supposed to exactly side. like that's the thing i don't know they do kind of leave it open because i don't know if you're supposed to side with dan devito or matthew broderick they're both kind of shown to be assholes <laughs> yeah like different points but i would say more often than not danny devito's right yeah and i feel like yeah and he's like really trying to He's the one who's like Yeah, he just ends up being more likable, I feel like. Yeah. Like and, and Matthew Broderick's just like trying to like, oh, I must uphold my he, family he's, tradition. He's a and, Christmas Nazi. He's yeah. a Christmas Nazi. And Dan DeVito's just like, ah fuck it, I'm just going for this. Yeah, and I think maybe that's just I just like his character because of that. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm into that. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, he's he's never actively trying to get in uh Matthew Broderick's way. But yeah, Matthew Broderick like, is oh, basically just trying everything to sabotage. Yeah, and that's like Dan the whole thing, Vito. too. It's like the whole movie, it's like even, yeah, he's being the Christmas Nazi, and he's just like, being like, he's just like, ah, ah he's out to get me. Ah. Yeah. And it's like, and then like, Danny DeVito's just says, like, hey, I'm not the Christmas guy. Yeah. And then, and then, you know, Danny DeVito's character's like, just like. You can have Halloween. The whole movie, he's just like, oh, yeah, let's be friends. And then yeah. he's just like, I hate you. You're ruining my life. Yeah. I mean, okay. He did steal power from him, which big, big dick move, especially when your entire yes. goal is to light up your house to be seen from space. Yeah. But, you know. Sure. But he was like, 
yeah genuinely nice and honestly by the time he did that he showed any malice towards him that and by the point he did that he was already on the slippery slope to madness yeah because that is another thing his character is losing it like they don't focus on that fact if you're actually paying attention to his character he is a very sad hurt man and he is kind of like his whole Christmas stunt is a cry for help. And I mean, it, it ended up working, but yeah. it was a cry for help. He was kind of going insane there. He pawned like a fa Price's yeah, family just, heirloom gotta, for this. He's like, well, cutting down trees in his yard. Yeah, just like, but it made I, gotta, sense, I can't, I can't like, block the light. He's trying to make something of his life. He, he feels incomplete. And yeah, he's going to extremes, but. But That's yeah, probably good for going that on reason, for a long time. And for time. that reason, it's like, oh, this movie actually has like a decent message going on. Yeah, it. I would say of the two, it probably had the better message. Yeah, that's for sure. I'm not really sure what the message of Jingle All the Way was. Yeah, it's like I'm thinking. It's like I. Yeah, the I message like of Jingle All the Way was ends up just like make as really... much money as you can at the box office. I. I... Well, it's just like at the end, I just feel like it ends up just being some super generic, like un non genuine message, really. Like yeah, not, yeah, or not maybe not. No, genuine. it's not genuine. It's really not. Yeah, but it it's just like I don't know. The movie it's just like some weird Arnold Schwarzenegger family man very thing, and then all of a sudden they just movie. like throw something in at the end. It's like yeah, it's uh, Christmas or something. So love your I don't know, love your family or some shit. Fuck. Yeah, I don't know. And then like his son gives the Turbo Man kid to the doll to send out and it's just like oh be thankful here you go you can give this to your kid when it's you like be thankful you know like the most generic years. thing like be thankful for what you have and shit like yeah that. exactly it's Family just like okay yeah typical thing. shit and then yeah the other the deck the halls is like yeah danny devito's like life is falling apart and he's like trying to make something of himself because like yeah. he's like in a sad and they're place like, let you know christmas can be something small it doesn't have to be yeah it doesn't have to be this big yeah. thing but yeah, so that's a pretty. That's, yeah, that's, that's pretty seemed, good. Yeah, but yeah, we also nice slice of mid two thousands comedy. And then we also watched Bad Santa. Oh yes, and I haven't watched that one in a long time. Well, I never that watched. Actually, I never watched. That was actually the first Deck the Halls, time I had seen it. Uh, was it? Yeah, I had actually never. Yeah, seen it. I didn't actually get and to I've, the end. I've seen, I seen that movie several. I've seen that movie several times. Um, but yeah, I, but I enjoyed movie. the first half. <laughs> immensely yeah i mean i don't have a whole ton to say about it i just like i think it's great like rewatching it well when i was that role was made for billy uh i mean it totally was yeah i mean i don't know if he had any part in writing it but he was totally like that was him yeah it's just like that movie's just like oh that's billy bob thornton if he wasn't an actor <laughs> yeah basically and yeah like i said i don't have a whole lot to say about it besides just, you, like you i think it's will to live yeah pretty much like <laughs> Him sitting there, um, I'm getting real derailed in what I was gonna say. Well, basically, just that it's it, it's a good movie. Watch it. Mm -hmm. It's it's it held up better than I thought, and it was actually pretty funny and ended up like having like somewhat of a decent message, I guess. I mean, I oh, guess you didn't see yeah. the end, but like it did. It ends up like I just rewatching. I was like, oh, this is actually like a better Does movie. Than up, like, Not that I thought it was bad. adopting merman or. Sort of, yeah, because like his the the girl that he was banging in the movie like ends up like staying with him in staying with him because he gets arrested at the end, but then like all the charges and everything get like pushed onto like the midget guy, and like then he's but and then he ends up becoming like a counselor or something for like uh, aggressive cops or something because they like shoot him. Okay. Because like the kid asks for a um like a pink elephant or something and he like goes and he gets the pink elephant but then the cops are after them like they're catching on because they're like yeah. that's while they're robbing the place and then he's like running from them and when he drives to the house and they're like chasing him car and then he's like running up to the door and they like blast him like eight times and he's just like on the ground crawling to the door like bleeding out and then like but yeah and then it was like a thing where they were like oh like yeah all the charges got pushed on the other guy and then, like, you shouldn't have shot him mm -hmm. and it's like yeah he becomes like I said he becomes like a counselor and he goes around and like teaches cops like not i don't know to, yeah not to violently, not shoot violently. yeah it was like i don't know it's like cop sensitivity training yeah. or something i don't know but it's like it, yeah it, like the end of the movie is like it shows like all oh, the kids getting taken care of by the the lady and 
and then Billy Bob Thornton's character is like, uh, just like, he's like, yeah, I'm in the hospital, I'll be out soon, mm. and then, yeah, and then I haven't seen the second one, so I don't know after that, but yeah, it's pretty funny, just Billy Bob Thornton sitting there like eating in the food court, and people are like, oh, hey, Santa, and he's just like, can't you see him on my fucking break? <laughs> It's great. Uh, great. You know, he's like walking through the parking lot drinking and he fucking chucks a <laughs> chucks a fucking bottle and it just like smashes somebody's windshield. It's great. It's oh, fucking God. fantastic. Um Bernie Max in it. Uh the little bit of oh, him yeah. that I saw. Him just like sitting there, he's just like We definitely lost a great talent when we lost Bernie Mac. We His character is, is we lost great in that movie too. Such a great fucking actor yeah. and just a comedic presence. Yeah. Like, I did not realize until I watched that. Yeah. Like, I've always liked Bernie Mac, but yeah. it was watching that and, you know, him being on song, I'm like, dang, I really, really miss Bernie Mac. Yeah. And, like, his character is great in that, too. It's like, for a lot, for like a good chunk of the movie, they're like kind of playing him like he's a villain, but then he's like not. Or at least, like, he's not, like, an antagonist, really. Because it's, like, it's like him trying to go around and figure out what the hell is going on with those guys. Like, mm -hmm. the Billy Bob Thornton and, uh, I don't even remember his name. The guy, the fucking midget guy. Um, uh, but he's, like, trying to figure out what they're doing or whatever. Like, he's onto them. And then he just reveals that, like, he knows what they're doing. And he just wants a piece of it. And he's just like, yeah, I want in. He's not even, like, trying to fuck with them. He's just like, I just want to get some of this money and get the fuck out. I hate this job. Yeah, he's just like, he's like, fuck this. And he's just like, he's like, you know, up in his office, like smoking, just like, yeah, I'm trying to get that money. And then, and then the midget guy kills him. Oh, damn. Yeah, he like runs him over. Fuck! Fuck! No! I can't watch Bernie Mac die a second time. But, uh, Not that I was there. Yeah, it's a great movie. And, you know, I spoiled the whole thing, so it's cool. But watch it, because it's great. Um,. Watched Accepted. Yeah, we watched that like a while ago. We found, you know, a good we, uh, run. So we like early to do... 2000s comedy movies. That's yeah, mm -hmm. that's one we watched recently. One of the, one of the things we like to do is uh, we go to Goodwill. Uh, there's one like right down the I mean, street. You could from just us. stop right there. Just like that's yeah. the thing we like to do is go to Goodwill. Well, yes, but but one of the great the, things about Goodwill, Goodwill is, is old random 2000s movies. And, yeah, or older, you know. Um. Well, everyone, you know, they, they're, you know, they get, they grow up, they're like, ah, I don't need, I bought I this on Blu-ray. I have Amazon Prime Amazon, now, you know, blah, they blah, throw blah. it to Goodwill, Grandma dies, throw it to Goodwill, you know. <laughs> yeah, Grandma's copy of Accepted. Whatever. <laughs> know. Dude, you know, there's... I know, I'm just... Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so you can buy four DVDs for ten bucks. And we'll go there. Usually I don't walk out without buying four DVDs. Yeah. Uh, and one of the ones is uh, Accepted, which I don't think I ever saw like fully unedited, because I think I mostly watched it on uh, Comedy Central. And I had never, like, never seen late it before. At night. And so, yeah, they but, you know, it's got, book. it's one of, uh, what's his name's first movies? Uh, um, Jonah Hill. Yes. He's not a huge character in Yeah, it. he's not. I mean, he's definitely secondary. Yeah. Um, but it's... That was a really good movie. I thoroughly enjoyed that. I, I had forgotten how my, how good it was. Yeah, it actually... It's just like, yeah, it seems like... Especially, it, like, watching the beginning and stuff. Or I mean, I guess really just the whole movie. The whole movie plays like an extended trailer. Like, the way mm -hmm. the cuts and the music are. It, yeah. It feels like a trailer. But then it's not that bad because, like, it actually ends up being pretty funny and has, like, a really good message. Like, a really good message, actually. Yeah, one that more films need to have. And, yeah, it, it's one that I think aligns with both of our views. It's a college movie. Um, one of the things is, like, it looks like it's just going to be an American Pie, like, yeah, wannabe. Yeah, oh, people pooping on each other and doing dumb things. And, and, yeah. Yeah, what it is is basically, you know, this kid, he's smart, you know, but he's an underachiever. He likes, you know, pull pranks and, you know, he, he you know, underhanded, does, you know, whatnot to get around things, you know. Yeah. And, you know, he always finds a way to talk himself out of a situation. Well, he doesn't uh, get accepted to any, of his co any colleges because he, you know, kind of screwed around. And so... And his, his father finds that 
unacceptable. Yeah, his dad is militantly pro-college. Like, to a... he's just like, if you don't go to college, you're a fucking failure, and your life's gonna suck, and you're a piece of shit. Yeah, that's pretty much. I have no son level level shit. Yeah, he's just like, I will disown you, and you're get out of here. Yeah, so he He sets up a little scheme with Jonah Hill. Yeah, and they open their own bullshit college. Yeah, they find like a random abandoned building on a college campus, an old asylum. Yeah, from on a college campus, and they just like make a fake website. That literally just like has a page on it where you like click enroll and it gives you an accepted notice. Mm-hmm. And they like sent him out a letter or something or whatever. And it's like, oh, now just send forty thousand dollars to to yeah. like this address. And then actually, it, was some, it wasn't even that crazy. It was like ten thousand dollars. Oh, for, actually, I think that's what it was. Yeah, it, was it was like ten thousand dollars for tuition. It was like ten thousand really, dollars. Like, and that's... then they like found this old asylum and they like put a sign up on it and like remodeled it and everything to make it like yeah. a campus. Yeah, and they accidentally sent out actual uh, acceptance letters, and yeah, then basically got word got checks. out. Yeah, word got out about the the mm-hmm. like, oh, there's this college that people can easily get into, and like all of a sudden, this fake college that wasn't supposed to be anything, like they were literally just gonna like go hang out or whatever, mm-hmm. and for, blow all their parents' money. Like, yeah, um, like a bunch of kids end up showing up, and they have like a pile. Of, of, checks. of checks from all it's their like, parents. They're all clearing! And they're like, oh, oh, God. And then they're like, guys, we don't have a real college. But then, so then they just kind of start improvising the whole college. And they're like, oh, they just, like, go off this, like, philosophy, like, oh, we don't just teach you things that you should learn. We teach you what you want to learn. Yeah. And, and we teach it, like, in really hands-on ways. And, like, mm-hmm. students are the teachers and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, there's no faculty. It's all, like, student teachers. And they have one of my favorite parts of the movie, the giant whiteboard. I mean, we have a love for whiteboards, as is. Yeah. Yeah, they have a giant whiteboard on a wall, and then they literally just had everybody, like, the whole... Every student writes what they want. Yeah, what they wanted, like, what they wanted to learn or whatever. And that becomes a class. Like, whatever you want. People are, like, skateboarding or fucking, you know... People are just like boobs, you yeah. know, or it's like you start you start a class. You basically, you start a class by writing what you want to do and doing it. And if someone else wants to do it, they just join you while you're doing it. Yeah, exactly. Like one guy starts doing cooking, and he's like, "Oh, I like to cook," and he just like becomes like a master chef. Yeah, he didn't even realize. He People, just fucking was like, know, yeah. fucking around, and holy shit, I'm great at this. Yeah, and then they they had like a walking class, but it was just like they would walk around. But then they would, like, talk about things and, like, mm-hmm. philosophy of life and stuff. Yeah. And they had another class that was, like, same kind of shit, like yoga or something. Or basically, uh, nothing. Relaxation. Yeah, yeah. It was just, like, and they would just, like, focus on relaxing mm-hmm. kind of a thing. And just, like, or whatever. And they, and or they had, helping like, the overly, you know, the ADHD dude. Yeah, yeah. like, help, like, this ADHD kid, like, like, calm down and stuff. They had, like, skateboarding class, mm-hmm. and they're just, like, skateboarding, but then they're, like, yeah, we learn about, uh, I mean, Physics. they kind of stretch it, but they, yeah. you know, but it's, like, it, it makes sense. They're just, like, yeah, we kind of get, like, you know, this stuff. Yeah, and they they actually do kind of explain, you know, physics, and you hear them, like, talk about, you know, why you're, why the skateboard shit's doing it. It's, like, just, they're, they're really quick jokes. Yeah. And it's, like, when they're going through that part of the movie, because, you know, those things are really in the background, but it really does help the movie flesh itself out. Yeah, and make it make you like kind of realize that maybe there's something more here. Yeah, and um, of course, then it you know turns into your. Uh, it goes exactly where you would think it would go. There's another college that wants that ground and whatnot, and they want the uh, they want these you know. Oh my, these ruffians! <laughs> you yeah. know, gone and whatnot. And it goes where it is, and they, they have to fight for accreditation and whatnot. But really, the movie's just fun to watch the characters interact with each other. Um, like, all the characters Would have you great... Like to see my wiener? Ask me about my wiener! There you go. I fucked it up. But yeah, yeah. that one. Uh, Jonah then... Hill in a wiener costume. Ask me about my wiener! <laughs> yeah, fucking aggressively chasing people, tackling them, yelling about his wiener. Um... <laughs> Yeah, it's, I don't know, it's just a really good, it's a really good movie with a great message because at the end of it, the message is just, you college shouldn't be how it is. Yeah, basically, it's just like, you know, yeah, it's mm-hmm. like, 
And what are the... You don't have to, like, follow other... I mean, I yeah. mean, and there is, like, somewhat... It's just, like, a lot of the movie is, like, a pretty good message, and then they kind of, like, throw in a super generic message, like, oh, don't follow the system, I feel like. Yeah, a Which is, like, bit. I mean, I get it, but it's, like, that's sort of generic. Yeah, but the, like, you the, know... the better one is just... But there is a good message yeah. there with that sort of generic one, even though the generic one at the same time is still, like, a decent message. Yeah. It, but, yeah, they're really going for... And the, the big thing about like, the college I'm not is like you. Well, the thing about this college is, uh, originally he was going to tell that uh, Justin Long's character, the main guy, was going to tell everyone that it was a fake college and give them all their money back and yeah. just like send them back. Hey, like, I'm, I'm sorry, sorry, guys. But then he then he started asking them uh, where else they had been accepted, why they chose uh, his college, and it was because no one had been accepted anywhere else. And then he basically just saw, like, how happy all these people were to be accepted. And, like, because everybody's, like, everybody in the movie's, like, kind of a little different, you know? Yeah. And so it's, like, and he's just, like, oh, he's, like, I can't take this away from these people because they don't, they've and never. They have they've nothing ne- else. Yeah, they have nothing else. They've, like, they've never been accepted. Yeah. So it really, it was great to see, like, such a big school actually come together like that, you yeah. know? And... And yeah, that's that's why that, that's why I really enjoyed that movie. Yeah, and just yeah, the whole concept for that college is just Louis C.K. Great thing. being angry. Yeah, it, <laughs> like that's it's really good just just to watch and imagine what it'd like to be to go to a college like that. Um, there's another point I was gonna make about, but I forgot. Um, yeah, that's about it for movies watch. I I really can't think of much else. Um, yeah. I. I have, uh, I actually did want, real quick, um, he hasn't seen it, uh, he hasn't seen any of, uh, any of the previous adaptations. There's a new Watership Down, uh, on Netflix, it's a four-episode miniseries, and it's really good, I thoroughly enjoyed it, um, it's 3D animation, the animation's not the best, it's kind of cheap-looking, but, I mean, the animation wasn't the best in the original. Uh, 70s animation, if we're all going to be honest, as great and groundbreaking and heartbreaking a movie as that is, let's all call a spade a spade, and that animation wasn't the best. It had its reasons, it was made on a shoestring budget by a guy who'd never animated anything before, which just makes that movie even better, but we're not talking about the 70s version. Uh, this new one, it's a bit longer, um, it definitely fleshes out a lot of things, Bit from I remember from the books, but I haven't read the books since I was in like seventh, eighth grade, so I don't remember it all that well. I've smoked a lot of weed in the interim time. Um, so they just stretch out a lot of the parts from the movies, the war with Woundwort's people. Um, definitely heavier World War Two allegory. Uh, than the other ones, uh, but again, that was probably in the original a bit more as well. And all star cast, um, David Kaluuya, uh, the the main character from Get Out, is okay, one of the yeah. character, is one of the main characters. Um, Finn uh, from the new Star Wars movies is uh, another one of the main characters, and he's great. Like. He plays uh, Bigwig, the main, like, soldier of the crew, yeah. and he's um, he's a really good voice actor, because, like, you can still tell it's his voice, but yeah. he's adding a lot of bass into it. Like, he doesn't sound like Finn from Star Wars yeah. while still being his voice. Yeah. He just really deepens it, and it works so well. He's very intimidating, even as a rabbit. <laughs> um yes. It's got uh, Professor X from the newer series, not Patrick Stewart. Um, the young. Young, yeah, young Professor X. Uh, McAvoy, that's his uh, na- name. Um, Holt, Nicholas Holt, uh, who you might know him uh, from the first season of Skins, or he was Nux in Fury Road. He plays Fiverr, uh, the main rabbit, uh, who can see the future. Mm-hmm. It's it's a good, uh, it's just a really good ap- adaptation. Um, I would definitely watch it if you can get past the less than stellar 3D animation. Um, Peter Capaldi, the 12th Doctor, plays Ke- uh, Kihar, the seagull. 
Uh, my favorite character from the first one. My only complaint is that they don't let him say piss off. They they don't let Peter Capaldi swear. And that makes me kind of sad because I'm also a big fan of uh, In the Loop and In the Thick of It. Uh, his other show from the BBC where he plays a politician who literally can't go three words without saying fuck. Yeah. Ah yeah, uh, yeah, Slimy Papa Johnny a little bond on your purview and ram it up the shitter with a lubricated horse cock. Sorry, mom, if you want if you're watching that, but I am quoting a movie. Um, but uh, but yeah, so watch watch Watership Down. I would say it's definitely worth a shot. Um, anything any shows you've been up to? Uh, what have I been TV? watching? Well, I guess the latest thing that just pops to the top of my head uh, is Jackass. We've been yes. watching. We were watching Jackass. I just had a hankering for some Jackass the past uh, like week or so, and so I watched. I've almost at this point, I've almost watched the original, the entire series, uh, the three seasons. Uh, it's kind of crazy that the show wasn't. I mean, I guess it makes sense, but it's kind of crazy. Like the show wasn't on for that long. It was yeah. not for that long. There's not really like a whole lot. Like there's only three seasons, and they only got they got like ten episodes each, mm-hmm. or something. You know, twenty minute episodes. Yeah, but it those but the impact thirty some episodes the impact they left is, an impact. Yeah, that impact is. is I mean, deep. Yeah, I mean, I know both of us were and personally dumb, affected by Jackass. Dumb, yeah, and as dumb Hell, as that, we show, we had a show back in the day. You know, we did exactly what they said not to do. Yeah, you know. We had a show back in the day, Jackass Jr. Yeah, yeah, I grabbed Dad's camera and we fucking went out into the alleyway in the back and fucking threw ourselves in shopping carts and shit. Yeah. Um, definitely, you uh, know, riding bikes off of shitty ramps. Yeah. You know, man. just, it, it was bad and cringeworthy and It was little, bad uh, and we feel bad. Yeah. Uh, we'll probably show you people sometime, you know, if we ever... Maybe if feel we feel shameless, yeah, you know, maybe. It, if you guys want us to, again, let's know in the com in the comments if you want to see some cringe. Yeah, if you want to see us when we're like ten years old, yeah, like, riding and acting badly because we were pussies and didn't actually hurt ourselves. Yeah, I mean, um, there were a few times that I mean, maybe a little, bit. a little bit, but uh, no, nothing, no, nothing jackass level. But yeah, like it, it had its impact. Like it did have kids out running around in shopping carts. At least two. At least At two. At least two. And I'm sure more because yeah, no, that shows it's influential and it's great. And it's like weird, like how it's like it's almost like the Trailer Park Boys thing where it's like it's so dumb. Timeless? No, it's or, so oh. dumb, but it's smart. Yeah. And it's like, oh, these dudes just like, yeah, running into things and walking around and it being is dumbasses. And people give it credit. And for. it's like, but yeah, the way just like the the cutting is, and just like the shots, and like the way that it's put together, and everything is, um, is is really well done. Yeah, I would say like they had a very good, like they had some very good, very um, inspired. Just people who loved film behind the cameras. Like, people For who sure. really, like, as much as the Jackass crew loved doing stunts and adrenaline junkie shit and just, you know, putting together these elaborate elaborate stunts I love and everything. stunts and pranks and shit. The people behind the camera loved setting up beautiful shots and finding the best way to record a bunch of idiots be idiots. Yeah, and it's uh, great for that. Yeah. It's great for that. And the editing. Like, yeah, like, just overall, the editing and like, the music. I, there's the just editing like, has its own sense of humor. Yeah. Because, like, you were telling me, you know, between, there's like a 10 second clip between, you know, two yeah, stunts. They'll, they'll yeah, because they always have, like, their main stunts. And then mm-hmm. they'll do, like, a couple of just, like, random, really quick things. Like, fucking, mm-hmm. you know, they'll just have, like, Ryan running around, like, naked in the street, like, splashing in puddles. Or there was one where it was literally just, they were filming a pig, like, 
walking around because and they were focusing on its ball sack because it was massive and it was that was it it yeah. was just and it was just, like a 15 second clip and that's all it was it was just this intersplice between two of their larger prank segments yeah and it's like i i don't know i that's that's fucking great um i actually and i don't know some people might take issue with this. I know uh, Medessa said she wasn't sure exactly how she felt about that, but um, I would say that they kind of they might have perfected uh, physical humor. You know, the, the Three Stooges definitely set the template for most of, you know... Slapstick. For most of Slapstick. Jackass perfected slapstick and and physical humor because they they just they took it to a level that I don't think anyone really had thought of taking it to before well, I mean, they, they kind of like had the idea of just like filming normal shit that like fucking dudes do yeah just like people like i mean that's like you know those guys just did that shit yeah and it was just like and they were like that's how a lot of dudes are and like a oh. lot of groups of guys are and shit. you get a bunch of groups you get a bunch of guys together some two and by fours and a, yeah you and know some a bunch of guys go lake. to their fucking buddy's house and start drinking some fucking beers and yeah they're gonna be walking up behind each other with fucking clippers and shit <laughs> or like fucking yeah you know like like oh dude like like you're fucking, I bet you're you little... I bet you won't shoot me let me shoot you in the ass at this airsoft gun. Yeah, or just like, oh dude, is this your little brother's fucking tricycle or something? And they're just like, Whoa, dude, there's a hill over there. Whoa! You know, but then they actually fucking were like, Hey, maybe we should like film this because this shit's hella funny. Yeah. And then and then they just let it snowball. Yeah, and well and then it was just like it's not just it's like goes beyond them just filming these stunts. It's just mm. like like it's the editing and the way it's put together and everything and just their personalities and everything just kind and of comes something together. Something I love about it is they all do seem like friends and it's just great to see a bunch of assholes like that just enjoying each other's time and yeah and just like doing whatever they just seem like they're enjoying being friends with each other and i really yeah, like and that. it's like even if like they're doing stuff that seems like it's mean and shit but then it's like they're yeah. all cool with it you can totally tell and there's even bits where it's like someone actually gets hurt you see them like running like you can actually see worry in those like oh shit yeah you know you know if someone goes too far you actually but see then, them feel know, bad but then and you know but yeah then they're still all gonna laugh and shit you yeah know? you know johnny's gonna stand there behind steve-o when they pierce his ass cheeks and just be like ha 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 you know they're giving each other hugs at, off street yeah or just like whatever you know like again or just why is johnny always a with Steve-O's ass, and say, or Johnny just sitting there laughing his ass off while he staples the word jackass onto Steve-O's ass. <laughs> oh god, those ones are hard to watch. Just like <clears throat> Steve, yeah, Steve-O well, does some. I just I got a thing about <sighs> you know ones. things going into skin. Yeah, like I said, you know, but Steve-O's a crazy motherfucker. Yeah, true. You know, I mean the. <sighs> yep. Yeah. That, oh. yeah. Yeah, that's that's a scene I always have to skip. Um, yeah. so yeah, we that, that's about a it jackass for our jackass lit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, beyond uh, we don't even need to talk about. I mean, oh shit, we have been talking for. A while. Oh, um, we thought this was gonna be a short episode. We were um, wrong. You know, let, we'll come back to games. Let's just go into the deaths, because I think that's important. Yeah. Um, Stan Lee is no longer with us. Yeah. Um, we did mean to talk about this. We Not meant, psyched. Yeah. We <laughs> meant to talk about this a little... Uh, do, get these out a little earlier, uh, when they're a bit more timely, but yeah. The okay, passing of Stan Lee. We have to talk about it. Yeah. Regardless. Um... Definitely, I mean, we all knew it was going to come one day, but at the same time, it still felt like it never would it, it would never happen, you know? He would just... Yeah, it was just like... Continuously get older. Yeah, for, he was, until the end like, of time. oh, he was going to be one of those guys that just lived to be like 110 or something. Yeah. You know, it's um, just like, he's going to live forever. 
he's fucking Stan Lee. He, he, he's the he is the superhero. He almost he's you know? Stan the man. Yeah, pretty and much. I mean, Nothing I does bad even happen to the man. Does even have to be said. His legacy is going to be felt till the end of yeah. I mean, our civilization. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, what could we say that has not in said, a bad way? Know? But he, uh, I was about to say, he has done irreparable damage in a good way. <laughs> he has he has changed storytelling, and yeah, he's changed how how people tell stories. Yeah, well, how two people tell stories. He's changed superheroes. He's changed. I mean, he's changed the entire media landscape. Yeah. He's changed the entire media landscape because his properties and his characters literally dominate the box office now. Mm-hmm. You know, he—I mean, his characters and his creations are cinema now. Basically, they're, they're, they're cinema. They're American culture. All of their movies—they're not just cinema. They're American culture. Yeah, he has and that woven too. himself into the fabric of our culture. Yeah, and they, yeah, they—I mean, his movies or whatever they make billions or whatever you know they make so much money and disney's just like yeah but um it's just i'm corporate greed aside it makes me happy thinking that his 200 years in the future you can that you will still be able to go to just about any child at least in america and ask them who spider-man is yeah, for sure. That's that would I'd say that's probably fact. Yeah. There's no way that they just We will Everybody's I, always going to know who yeah. Spider-Man is, Iron Man, Captain America, Hulk, yeah. fucking all those guys, and they'll probably know who Stan Lee is. I mean, obviously He's going to be taught like in in 50 years literature classes will talk about Stan Lee like we talk about Shit, I wouldn't doubt if there's Shakespeare. There's probably classes in colleges already talking about him. He I mean, probably yes. was before he even died. I mean, yes, but I mean, even more like Shakespeare. Yeah, like high school. Like, yeah. All right, yeah. We we talked about Shakespeare before we go into Thoreau. Yeah, uh, you don't get into Thoreau till college usually, but whatever. Uh, you know, we're gonna talk about Stanley. Yeah. I mean, he. He hell, he even changed how comics were written, the Marvel method. Yeah. You know, where he would let the artist do he the the writer does a layout. This is how I want my story, you know, what I want to happen. Then the writer goes, does the boxing, does the yeah. penciling, leaves the words out, and the writer goes in and writes the dialogue in there. It led to some uh inconsistencies. <laughs> yeah. Cause uh Steve Ditko is not really pro protester whatnot, yeah. And so he would draw a uh, you know panel of Spidey swinging past some protesters holding signs and whatnot. And he'd be like shaking his fist at them, yeah. You know, in like ah oh, those darn protesters. And Stan would be like, yeah, you go guys, <laughs> or something like that. Like Spidey shouting his support, and it's like, was <laughs> fucking funny. Yeah, but. It it did it it really helped like having that template helped Marvel boom the way it did put out yeah. books the way it did yeah yeah for sure it's it's changed yeah the I entire mean, media landscape they don't really everything. do it that way anymore because again co- storytelling in comic books has changed and I mean know? times have changed technology has changed yeah. the way you can do things has all changed yeah. but, but I mean his influence is there yeah we'll we'll get into the dynamics of comic books in another yeah. episode but this is about this is about Stan the man and yeah I just he will be sorely missed because he's at least in my life you know I know most people say this but I I've been a comic book reader since I was a little kid I. When I was learning to read, I was reading comic books, you know, my, basically as soon as I could, you know, string together a couple sentences, getting past, you know, fun with Dick and Jane, my mom was handing me her X-Men comics, you know? Yeah. Because I was a reader. I I loved to read. I would read anything you put in my hand, and she put (laughs) X-Men. Yeah. And this is back in the 90s, uh, when Stan was still doing Stan Soapbox, you know, he'd go on these little rants. And, or there'd be, like, little cartoons with him in him. And I just always remember, like, 
he'd show up in these in these books and pages, and it was like he was talking to you, you know, a little bit. Yeah. And he was just part of the comics, even though yeah. it was he wasn't in the story. Oh, he was in the ad spaces. Mm-hmm. He was still always there, you know. Yeah. Stanley, in one in some way, has been part of my life. Yeah. And yeah, so his part absence of all will, of our lives. His absence in this and culture. He he was unabashed about well, just about loving things, but yeah. nerd culture in general. You know, he was the biggest cheerleader for comic books when comic books were not when when there was the stigma when everyone you know. Oh, back in the fifties, uh, after Seduction of the Innocent and Frederick Wortham. He debated Frederick Wortham, you know. Mm-hmm. He 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 out- spoke against him and the comics. Owed. He back in the seventies, he was one of the first to be uh, when he was as an editor to tell his writers, ignore it, let publish it anyway. Mm-hmm. Publ- you know, a comics code isn't letting it go through. Do it. I don't care. Yeah. Get it out there. Yeah. And. He and then you know in the digital age you know he going to cons like he did just interacting with the fans because he loved fandom and yeah. saw that you know no matter if it was Marvel or My Little Pony or what it was that these things these conventions and these fandoms yeah and these were things. were beautiful he saw them as beautiful because yes. it was just bringing yeah. people from all over the world all walks of life yeah, into exactly. one point into one place to just share their love. For this one, be it weird thing. Yeah. And he and he loved it. And it was it's He yeah. did to his dying day. Yeah, he and he just he spread he spread the love and the influence in all of our lives and just the of creativity. Be young, stay young, and you know, stay young minded. And yeah. you know, and we can all you We know, can all make something great. Yeah, we can all make something great. We can all be great, and we can all have fun and enjoy. Yeah, you know. And um, if we're on the topic of Stan Lee, because uh, I don't think many people know this, I would also love like to give love to Joan Lee, his late wife, uh, who passed away. I can't. Remember, uh, it was sometime in 2017, I believe, uh, or maybe yeah, early 2018. Sh- but I think it was 2017 or something. Um, Marvel and because Marvel did basically save comic books uh, back in the day, it, it really brought life back into them. Uh, that's people will debate that, but I would still say yes. Uh, but at least Marvel-wise, ev- jo- it own it owes everything to Joan because Stan Lee was about to quit, and or thought he was gonna be fired. He just he wasn't enjoying his job. He was gonna quit. And he said, and she said, okay, you're going to quit. You're not happy there because they're not letting you write what you want to write. How about before you do, you write the book you want to write. What, what do you want to put out for Marvel? What, you know, do that. And if they don't like it, what are they going to do? Fire you? You're going to quit anyway. Go ahead. And so you know what book he put out? Fantastic Four. The fantastic fucking foe. And the rest is history. It did gangbusters. It did so good. Jessica Alba that... not included. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Um, it did so well that, uh, like, they said, all right, give us more. I mean, they... All right, here's they did, money. All right, so he... It wasn't like it sprang out of nowhere. They did ask him, all right, give us a team superhero book that can, you know, compete with Justice League. Yeah. But other than that, like, he basically, when Joan said, write what you want to write, he was like, all right, they want a team book. Yeah, that's what I want to do. And, yeah. And then a year later, Spider-Man. A year uh, later that year, Hulk. Uh, After that, Iron Man. Yeah. Yeah, so he was putting out the hard hitters, and, I mean, the rest is history. Yeah. But I think, before we get too far, I mean, really, okay, here's the thing, I'm not trying to cut it off, I love Stanley, but, 
we're gonna get too far with this. Yes, uh, that, so that's about where we. We're need gonna to have we're gonna have to do another episode where we focus more on Stan Lee and just Marvel in general because we could easily talk about that for hours. Yeah. So and we have and uh, this is something on the board we want to hit anyway. Yeah. So I'll hit it right now before we jump into the next part of this segment. Um, we have been catching up with the Marvel movies, so yeah, we'll probably just do a whole We Love Marvel thing. Yeah, I'll talk about comics and Stan Lee. Once we finally we'll catch up, movies. yeah, once we finally, well, we pretty much almost are caught up. Uh, I gotta kind of rewatch back through them because I like fell asleep halfway through Thor and shit. So, yeah, uh, but we, <laughs> I mean, Ted saw Thor finally, so it was good. That happened, and you know, we've watched the new Ant Man and stuff. So, you know, like I said, we we don't want to talk. We'll talk about all of that and Stanley and all love for Marvel in a whole big fucking episode. But uh, you know, because we just don't want our shit to go on too long here. Um, oh. So let's. But Stanley died tragic but also another big influence on our childhoods steven hellenberg the creator of spongebob yeah that one was uh that one was difficult we we did a um somewhat sudden he's yeah. pretty young he, uh he's only 50 yeah but he died of als like a, a very quick onset yeah of als because i believe he was only diagnosed like a couple of years ago or something like that mm -hmm. and unfortunately it moved fast yeah um but yeah that one was uh we did a uh we did do an episode of uh in on tribute our YouTube, um, on just, our yeah of streaming and we just played super sponge spongebob super sponge oh, that boy. game sucks that it's game not, sucks hard. It's not good. It's not good. It's not good. It's not good. Sorry, Steve. It's not good. Um, but I don't blame, think we can't blame Steve for that. Yeah. But we had to. We were just like, let's. We got to do. We've been talking about playing it, and we. We. Knew I had a history it wasn't with it. Good. Yeah, know? I had we, a. I had a long history. You with know, that game and anyway. yeah, he had to come back, and he had to try to give it a shot in adulthood, and. Oh man, it's still bad. It's still very bad, but yeah, uh, Steven Hillenburg. He, I, yeah, I, he, Spongebob, those first, like, three or four seasons Yeah, and that's of another SpongeBob. thing is that within the last, like, few months, like, we we rewatched those first few seasons of Spongebob. Especially right after he passed. We, we Yeah, yeah, and really right happy. after we watched that, we, yeah, we watched even more Spongebob. And it's, those first, like, three, four seasons especially hold up, like, to a surprising degree. Like, they hold up really they, well. The um, humor comes through. Like, it's not mm. dumb kitty shit. Like, it's good shit. It, honestly, I would I would say, like, it, definitely reminiscent of the Animaniacs. Um, Very bit. much. Very but similar. I would also say even classic Looney Tunes. Oh, yeah. Just in, like, the way the animation is. Yeah, it doesn't get so wacky and zany. One of the things, but, like... That it I works. love is, and I don't know if it knows them do it too much anymore, maybe every once in a while, but like when a character moves really fast and gets pulled, they leave the bubbles in their shape. That oh, felt yeah. very Looney Tunes. Like, especially oh, yeah, those first, like, the animation, first season episodes. The, the animation for SpongeBob was, was great, and those little t touches like that were amaz were awesome. The, the snap and elasticity of the, their characters back then, yeah. you know. They, it wasn't limitless like a, you know, Spongebob can yeah. be now where it's like, you know, you know, he, yeah. the, the stretch had limits and it had snap to it, you yeah. know, it, it, it just, it, it felt very fluid, but solid at the same yeah. time. And just, it, the animation flows well, like I, writing aside and yeah, even though that, that was Steve's part. Yeah. Um. The animation in those first SpongeBob seasons is is phenomenal. Yeah, it's great, especially for that time too. Just like a kid's animation. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, the animation that was great, a lazy then, age. Yeah, it was like the animation was great, and then going beyond that to the writing, the <laughs> writing is just, it's, it's crazy how good it is, especially for a show that is supposed to be some of the most children. subtle jokes I've well, ever just, like, heard. Shit that goes like way deeper than what it what it appears yeah. to be. Like the shit, like the one where like you know with Squidward, the Squidward uh, like moving away, and then like he basically becomes depressed. 
and oh, stuff. Yeah. It's like Squidward goes through depression. You know, like, I mean, obviously they deal with Squidward depression a lot, but it's like a lot of like really complex emotions. Like the one where, you know, yeah. you, you cried him a sweater of tears and you kill him. Yeah. <laughs> just like, That's probably my favorite joke. The whole episode is just like an internal conflict with Squidward about like, and like you know, like feeling bad about, he's just like, I just killed this guy. Yeah. He's like, like I, he's just like, I didn't mean to kill him. He's like, I don't, you know, he's just basically like, basically he's uh, him dealing with manslaughter. He's like, you know, he coming to terms with his feelings. Like, do I actually hate? SpongeBob. I don't think I Do actually I, I hate him. Not enough to kill him. And, yeah, it was just, and well, yeah, definitely not enough to kill him. And it's just, and then you know, and he feels he cries. He thinks he kills him, and he fucking breaks down. <gasps> oh god, like it's crazy, like that kind of shit. It's like it's oh. just like wow. But you're a kid, and you think that's just funny. But then it's yeah. like you look at it now, and you're and like, it is still funny. I guess those things but are it's still like, there. God than... damn, dude. Those things are still there in new stuff. It's just they've lost all subtlety. Well, it's they like some hammer other people... shit in and throw it in your face. You oh, it's know? like a, like there's still bits of good, yeah, good SpongeBob like in newer stuff, but it's just like like a lot of people observe the newer stuff has just really lost some of the originals dynamic the original seasons dynamic mm-hmm. where it's not basically. SpongeBob was an adult that acted like a child, and now he's just a child. It's flanderization through yeah, and through. Yeah, pretty the, much. The, the, the characters start to fold in on Squidward themselves. Squidward was an they, adult, yeah. like dealing with adult things, and now he's like just like a. a now he's, now he's literally just, just the, an angry, cynical stick in the mud. Yeah, where he used to just be. Yeah, he used to be an adult dealing with adult problems. And, and who didn't have time for, you know... Kitty shit, but then, yeah. like, those things would come through, and he'd be like, oh, maybe it is, you know, like... There, there is was... a thing here, you know? Yeah, no, yeah, like the imagination episode and all that stuff. <laughs> and, like, Although, I don't know if he's using his imagination so much as he lost his goddamn mind. But, sometimes. <laughs> but we, like... I know. meant that, I mean, in that episode. Oh, well, yeah, for sure. I think he's... Oh, he's having a little too much fun in there. <laughs> yeah, no, it's... SpongeBob is is I mean we could probably make a whole episode on SpongeBob yeah alone as well but he his like Steven Hillberg's um creative force in that it was definitely felt in those early seasons and I think yeah. it's definitely felt when he took a step back from it yeah you know? it, I mean it echoed and it it the show was able to retain it for some time but not for long yeah I mean definitely not but it's still not when you have such a a creative force like that not when you have you know you lose once you lose that you can try for a while and you might succeed for a while to keep it up but you're eventually Eventually, you you will run out of your own you'll run out of their steam and you'll only yeah yeah those other those other people that started writing it you know they they weren't steven yeah and that's just um, what it is i mean they yeah. they knew what steven would probably do but they weren't steven they didn't have yeah they have. and yeah i mean i mean what uh, i mean the, what can you say about spongebob it's one of yeah. the most influential animated programs in the past fucking 30, monetarily 30 more, or more and, years you know. really i mean i'd i'd say it's it's just as impactful as looney tunes yeah really and i mean and it's modern and it's still running it's been running since what when did it start 99 1999 SpongeBob is 20 years old this year and it's still running and he still doesn't have his voting license <laughs> he still doesn't have his voting license yeah but yeah and I mean I don't know if the number is still true but like SpongeBob is so big or what at least was so big at some point within the re- recent years that SpongeBob like marketing or not marketing but like their like merchandise and just like ad revenue and shit like that spongebob made up five percent of viacom the company that owns its total income mm-hmm. over all not for of Nickel- its not all, for nickelodeon yeah, not for nickelodeon of viacom's profits in general out of everything that it owns and makes money off of spongebob alone and that's including comedy central which owns south park Yes. Which makes video games that do gangbusters. Yeah, which means, I mean, yeah, it's like 5% doesn't sound like a lot, but that when you're talking about one property, not like, you know, yeah, not Nickelodeon, SpongeBob alone. That's... 
Especially like for insane. like yeah, a multi-million dollar like this a huge media conglomerate like that. Like, you know, Viacom is like, you know, Disney big. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's one of the big media six. companies. I think I think it's I think we're down to five or six major media corporations. Yeah, it's one of the big ones. It's one of it's like, like the big parent media Disney, companies. Time Warner Fox. Not, Fox. not even really anymore, because like Disney basically bought all of their stuff. I thought, they, I thought that was just 20th Century Fox. Was it 20th Century? I mean, maybe. I don't know. I could be wrong. I thought they basically just bought everything except for... Um, mm. They bought basically everything from Fox except for, like, the sports and news. Okay. Hmm. Is what I read. I'm not sure. But, yeah. It's basically Disney, Viacom, and Time Warner are, like, the big three. Yeah. And then I think there's, like, some other one. I think... I don't know. Is Paramount their own thing? Maybe? No, no, not really. I don't know. They're, who cares? Yeah, Disney and, like, Viacom and them, they're huge. And, yeah, like I said, it's like Spongebob, then that just goes to show, like, the impact of Spongebob, you know? And I still love that show. But, yeah, so, that happened, and, and like I said, I mean, just like with the Marvel thing, I mean, we could probably talk about Spongebob all day, or something related. I mean, maybe we we'll have. talk about... Well, yeah, and we have. And maybe we'll <laughs> talk about it, and we'll probably talk about it more, because I could talk about Spongebob all day. Yeah. Um... um... But so, um, I guess we can kind of wrap it up, but I do need to say, because I have it up on here and I need to say it before it's too late, or I mean before it just goes way past it, the Doom 25th anniversary was on the 10th of December, I mean it's already, I guess it's already like weeks past it, but whatever, it's not that far, and I just have to say it because I love Doom, and uh, that's another thing, I mean I'm sure we'll talk about probably Doom more on another episode, or if we have an episode soon, where we talk about video games, because we were going to talk about video games too, but we haven't, and we're not going to probably on this episode really at this point. Yeah, um, we've even besides my quick Doom talk here, which is I'm not going that in depth. I'm just mentioning that it was Doom's anniversary, and I love Doom. I mm-hmm. I'll just keep repeating that same phrase, and that's pretty much what's going on. He he does. In <laughs> I fact love, love Doom, Doom a lot. Um. <laughs> um but, and we, also, we listened to the Doom soundtrack in the car on our way to work. Yes. the origi- I mean, origi- whether it's the original or the 2016 one, which is getting a sequel. I think it's this year. But that's going to be cool. That's another one. Like, yeah, I'm not going to get into it, but I'm I'm hyped. I love Was Doom there a trailer or was it just an announcement? There is a trailer, which I have not watched. Okay. Well, we'll watch that trailer yeah, we, and we'll talk about we'll yeah. talk about that trailer on the next one when we'll talk about the games we've been catching up to. So let's just call this one part one of the return of Burning the Backlog. Yeah, and yeah, we'll probably just put out a new episode another episode, like fairly soon after this one, just because we have so much on our minds to talk about. Um, obviously, like since this ended up being a longer than usual episode when uh, we thought it was going to be like a 30 minute episode. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Whoops. Uh, but yeah, so uh, like, you know, content coming. Uh, we'll be talking about all that stuff more. Um, yeah, stay tuned and, you know, follow us on everything. We have Insta. I don't know if we even had any of that stuff set up last time we did a podcast, but we have um, Twitter at burning i think it's backlog burning on twitter for some reason i think that burning the backlog was taken let me make sure so i'm giving you the right twitter handle here because we have twitter we have facebook that's just going to be burning the backlog um i think we we did have that one set up yeah we did have the facebook set up so you know follow us on facebook follow us on twitter you can follow us on instagram um follow i mean subscribe here on youtube and it is Um, here on youtube because i'm like watching my video feed right now you could be listening to this on podbean or something uh on youtube you can subscribe to us yeah so this is um backlog burning all right at backlog that's twitter um yeah and we're also on many other media platforms Um, anywhere you can get podcasts really yeah stitcher uh Google Podcast, which is also Google Play. We're going to put it all up here. Yeah, there's all those different things. Like, subscribe, comment, follow. Tell us we're pretty. Yeah, you know, do things that make us feel good or don't make us feel good. And make us, and call us pieces of shit. Because then we can do flame wars or something. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah. yeah, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do that. Yeah. 
Peace out, Girl Scouts.